Thank you for joining us for this next year turnaround restructuring and insolvency podcast series. We'll be exploring global issues that affect the world economy. I'm your host, Rebecca Harding, and I'll be joined by a selection of experts from around the world in firms that are all part of the Nexia International Network, and all of whom are leaders in turnaround, restructuring and insolvency. Nexia International is a leading global network of independent accounting and consulting firms. All of the experts appearing on this show can be contacted via the Nexia International website. Thank you. Hello and welcome to the second podcast on cryptocurrencies. Once again, I'm joined by John Wilson, the Chief Information Security Officer for Haystack ID, and Vincenzo Toppi, Advisory Director at Cone Resnick. They are both based in the US. In the last podcast, we talked about cryptocurrency generally, what it is and how they work. And today, we're going to be looking at cryptocurrencies from the point of view of an insolvency expert and how they should tackle insolvency that involves cryptocurrencies. Hi, hello, both of you. So we've talked about cryptocurrencies and what they are, and now we're going on to look at how advisors approach insolvency, which involves cryptocurrencies. So, I mean, guys, are you? do you think that advisors are generally prepared for dealing with cryptocurrencies when they go into a business? Well, Rebecca, I think, you know, advisors, whenever they go into a, a new situation, always have to take time to assess what's there, what do they see and and you know devise an approach and you know as we've talked about before crypto uh forensics crypto tracing is kind of specialized but it also just you know requires a skill set that uh not every advisor has but they need to be aware of a you know a couple of things see the red flags and say I, I need to get someone in here who can help and that's when they would turn to someone who's a little bit more <clears throat> skilled in that area to assist them with identifying tracing and tracking the, the crypto right so do you think they're actually going to be aware they're there i mean if, when, when they go in are they going to look for them i mean what do you think john do you think it takes a while for them to un- realize that there are cryptocurrencies to deal with in some cases yeah so in many cases uh they they, they just aren't aware that it's there and uh, i think that's kind of one of the things that has to kind of change or people just start need to start going into it like hey there's this possibility that there's these non-standard assets that the company may have access to or control of and you have to start looking for them and planning for that as a possibility because it's getting to be much more commonplace yeah and i, th- I think you're right saying that people don't look i mean i don't think uh, yeah i i'm a businesswoman i wouldn't necessarily think to <laughs> be there it's still not that common is it so i mean ha- if somebody's going into a business how do they start by dealing with an insolvency including cryptocurrency what's the first steps they should take well rebecca if you, you know if you remember last time we spoke about you know, legitimate companies using crypto for legitimate reasons, and then you know, people using crypto for other reasons. So, <clears throat> let's let's focus with the first one, right? Um, <clears throat> you know, if a company accepts crypto for payment, and if a company has crypto for other reasons, uh, you know, we talked about foreign exchange hedging and all that kind of stuff, right? You're gonna have um traces of that in its business records you're going to have it's if it's held for quite some time you know here in the US it's you're required to disclose that on your tax returns um if you're if you're sophisticated enough and have 
you know, financial statements uh, that that break that out. You might have that in in your financial records and your financial statements as well. Um, but just like you know, when you go into an insolvency and you have to start doing all the insider analysis and the transfer analysis, you know, you're going to start looking at the last two three years of cash movement. You're going to look for big transfers. You're going to look for keywords that pop out at you, um, and, and and that's one place where you can look. You know where you can run across crypto. Um, you know, John had a pretty interesting case we were talking about the other night when we were preparing, um, where you know they ran across crypto on a company that that you know was it was a, a legitimate reason. So, John, you want to give a little bit on that case we talked about? Yeah, absolutely. So. You know, the, the the case that we were working had to do with, you know, an acquisition of a company and uh, the company had purchased crypto to have a, you know, trove of uh, crypto coins in the event they had a ransomware event there. They were in the kind of business that they couldn't afford to be down. So they, they you know, the board agreed, hey, we're going to get some cryptocurrency. So that company got acquired, lo and behold, shortly after the acquisition, an event occurs. The new company hadn't thought of having cryptocurrency, but similar problem. They've, hey, what do we do? You know, we're down. And the the company, you know, somebody at the company was like, hey, did I think we bought some cryptocurrency, you know, our, our you know, the company that we, you just acquired had some cryptocurrency because they had it as a hedge in the event that something happened. And, uh, you know, through that process, uh, through the acquisition process, nobody saw the cryptocurrency come in. There was some creative bookkeeping as to how they addressed the acquisition of the, the cryptocurrency to begin with. And so it wasn't properly documented. It wasn't, you know, known. And uh, lo and behold, there was an actor within the corporation that decided, hey, nobody really knows we have this cryptocurrency, so I'm just going to drop it out into some other wallets. And, uh, you know, so that's, you know, what we had we, we had to figure out. And, and that, that's not always so easy. Um, you know, th- those wallets were, you know, rather hidden but we were able to unwind it uh but uh, you know it's just um it's a great example of you know when you're when you're doing these acquisitions or you're dealing with an insolvency looking for these assets because again it, it is highly unregulated for the most part there's starting to be some regulations around it but People are doing creative accounting as to how they track it and how they, you know, acquire it, how they address it. And so that creates this uh, opportunity for that cryptocurrency to be missed. And, you know, I, I think Vinny can talk about, uh, you know, there's several different angles of what you need to do to start investigating this. Yeah. And, and I think... <clears throat> You know, whenever you go into um, 
start investigating in, a, in an insolvency, in a brand new matter that you get involved with. You know, every advisor has a checklist of what they go through, right? Can I get the bank statements? Can I get the last three years of financial statements? Can I get X? Can I get Y? Can I get Z, right? And even in the diligence process, right, there's, there's, a, there's, a, <clears throat> there's a, a methodology that's followed. And I think that the first thing is, you know, everybody needs to understand crypto is something you need to start adding into your to your routine, right? Add it to your questionnaire, right? And and the other the other problem is that you know crypto fluctuates the way it does. And I, I mean, we're saying crypto, but we're just talking digital assets, right? Uh, NFTs has also become a, a large, <clears throat> a very popular crypto a digital asset that's out there um and you have organizations that are collecting nfts that are minting nfts you have nonprofits that are accepting nfts as donations right and how do you value those um so in an insolvency that can really fluctuate the asset value in a, in a diligence in a transaction that that absolutely has to be valued and, and you need to understand so again what we would do is we would start with the traditional you know let's look at two, three years worth of bank statements and activity and tax returns. Um, but then there are other, you know, there's other uh, places where you're going to trip ac- across these digital assets. And, and I think as when we were talking about John's situation in the, in the, uh, in the diligence assignment, <clears throat> um, you know, w- when you start, if you start down a litigation trail, if you start down, um, you know, doing a lot of computer forensics and research, you know, the first thing to do is just check the box and say, hey, run, you know, run the search for any crypto traces, any crumbs, right? I mean, is there a wallet address? Is there um, platforms that they've been on? <clears throat> and that's where, again, your financial advisor and and your other experts, your computer forensics examiners and everybody work together to build a plan. Because the minute you run across that, then you can start the next steps on the investigation and trying to figure out where it went and how, you know, who who controls it and where it is now. So, I mean, you're talking about getting specialists in and it it strikes me from what you're saying that you can, like if you're a sort of normal insolvency practitioner that doesn't have a lot of experience in crypto, you can probably work out the things to add, as you say, the questionnaire and all the things you've talked about there to identify where to find it when you go in. But then where does it become? What's the point where it becomes too difficult for them to keep following and they really need to get some specialist help? It's um, just like any other step of the insolvency process, right? The the attorneys, the financial advisors, they come across something, they start to look into it, right? If you see a hundred thousand dollars going out uh, to a uh, a crypto platform, you know, you see you see in the company's records a hundred thousand dollars going out to Coinbase. Well, it's a hundred thousand dollars worth of effort, and you you don't you don't know that in, unless you know that you know the, the aspects of the bankruptcy case. I mean, if it's a hundred million, a two hundred million dollar entity, is a hundred thousand dollars going to do anything? Um, you know, does, is it is it worthwhile? Twenty thousand dollars is that worthwhile? Right? You have to make a determination of what the dollar value is that you want it that that it's where it's worth it to look into it. Um, but then you have to, you know, you have to look at it and say, well, I see money going out to a crypto platform. Um, you know, what do I do? Well, the attorneys can subpoena the the platform, uh, through, you know, the normal legal actions. Um, and depending on, depending on the platform, depending on how the account was set up, most likely they will provide you with the information. Um, but if you see, 
you know, if, if you're doing, for example, an email review because uh, there's some litigation or pending litigation or some investigation that has to occur, and you start doing the email reviews and the computer forensic software kicks out that there's crypto, uh, you know, crumbs sitting there or that uh, you run across a statement that you know electronic statement of crypto assets well then you need to then you know a you know somebody this wasn't plainly visible so somebody's trying to hide something and b um you only got there with the use of those experts because most most times when you're uh, when you're in those investigative workflows you're using other experts anyway so um that's when you need to say look you know i need somebody who understands this world and somebody who can help me out and that's when you, you turn to somebody like john yeah and, and sorry john go on oh no i mean i was just going to chime in uh you know that you, you you do have this uh consideration of the you know the forensics process and getting into the forensics of the computers and there are things you know the forensics people can do to identify hey crypto transactions have been going on on this computer um and and but it, but it is a much more specialized expertise so you know there's definitely some consideration there and then the one other thing i wanted to add that's really interesting around that is you know so did the company have an outflow of a hundred thousand into, into cryptocurrency um that can be extremely um interesting but where it gets really challenging is that hundred thousand could now be worth ten thousand can be meaningless um you know in the scale of a business operation that's doing a hundred million or it could also be worth you know twenty million if depending on what cryptocurrency or digital assets they had acquired and when they acquired them and how long they held them um and sometimes in some of these cryptocurrencies, if you know, especially for if the organization or the individual at the at the organization was more being more of a, a prospector investor, where they're buying new coins and you know new things, they're wildly you know the values can change wildly, and sometimes in the matter of hours or even you know days or even minutes sometimes. And so now all of a sudden, you know, that, that $10,000 transaction may be meaningless for, you know, a, a hundred million dollar company. Uh, but, you know, suppose they bought Dogecoin four years ago. Now all of a sudden that $10,000 is, you know, several million dollars. <laughs> oh, whoa. <laughs> you know, is that, is that a meaningful impact to the balance sheet of a, a hundred million dollar company that might be more important? Yeah, so it, I mean, there's a lot of risk in there. I mean, I'm, uh, how do you protect yourself as an advisor against the risk of of this? Because it, it does sound like quite a difficult job to get right. Well, uh, look, I, I, again, I think every advisor has the 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 plan and the checklist, right? And and assuming that the company did not disclose digital assets in any of its filings and any of its statements, um, you know, it's, it's, um, it's just like any other off balance sheet asset or liability that you don't know that's out there. Right. And, and so that's where, um, you need to, you know, put the time in to investigate, 
you know, cash transfers for the last X number of years, uh, you know, big dollar amounts. And, and again, the big, big is defined by the, by each individual case. Right. Um, I mean, look, you, you can, if someone's, if someone's transacting in crypto, then you know that that should should be there, and you need to find it. So, <clears throat> perfect example. I am um, replacing my fence around my backyard, the perimeter, right? <clears throat> and um, everything's done electronically. Is that yourself? Is this yourself? No, not myself. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was just no, no. checking because I've got a job I'm, that I've got that I need to actually. <laughs> I'm, I'm hiring a contractor to do it, and. God has uh, received his contract, signed it digitally. Then I got a link to make a payment. And his three payment options were debit card, credit card, and crypto. And this is a local guy, you know, down the street, uh, literally. And I and I called him up. I'm like, what are you doing accepting crypto, right? He goes, I don't know. My son wanted to get into it. You know, he's getting more involved in the business. So we decided to accept crypto as payment options now. Um, but, you know, right there on their website, you can you can select crypto as a payment option. So, you know, if the company is accepting crypto, they have to have crypto someplace, right? And so that's where you just need to kind of quickly do some, you know, high-level investigation. Did the cat, there was a cash funded to a Coinbase or a you know a, a digital currency account? Are they accepting crypto as payments on their on their website? And then you need to get the the experts involved to say, okay, it's got to be there. How do we find it? Where do we track it down? I, I still it occurs to me that it's still quite something that lots of advisors would actually be quite worried about tackling. Um, what what would be the consequences of getting this wrong for an advisor if they try to do it themselves and they hadn't got the right experience? The uh, the consequences can be pretty e- extreme. Again, like where it really starts getting interesting for me um, in the investigations we do is like when you're dealing with, you know, say a nonprofit that's getting NFTs donated to them, for instance. NFTs could, you know, the, the costs can be just so wildly varied. You know, it could it could have cost somebody a few pennies to buy it. And then they transfer it to you. And then all of a sudden somebody memes about that NFT or that series of NFTs. And then, you know, all of a sudden it has, you know, fairly substantial value. But then, you know, that's the flavor for this week. And then, you know, two weeks from now, eh, nobody cares about it again. And it drops way back down again. You know, just the, the, the pricing can be so wildly varied that, you know, it, it can make a significant impact to a company, even though they may not have had significant uh, cost around acquiring it. Or, uh, and the adverse, you know, companies that go out and buy bought cryptocurrency, you know, just before the holidays a year ago, you know what? Their cryptocurrency is worth like a third of what it used to be worth. You know, that that's a significant impact to a, a balance sheet as well. And so, um, it's difficult. It's it's a much more difficult thing to define that risk and define the impact of that risk. You know, it can be pretty minimal, but I, I think you know what Vinny said is really important. It's you know having that checklist and it's having the consideration for it, looking for the telltale signs in the organization. Were they transacting in it? Were they talking about it? Did they have transactions with an exchange? Do they have um, you know, cash outflows that aren't really explainable, then, you know, you got to get into it or, you know, are they taking it? Is it a payment method? 
you've definitely got to get into it. You've definitely got to get a professional and you need, you need to make sure you know what you're doing. Yeah. So, so just to round up then overall, it's becoming a lot more common. I mean, even if you're carpenters using it as a, as a payment, so we can't avoid it anymore, can we? And if you, go, you should, as an insolvency practitioner, be looking every time you go into a business now as a matter of course um, for crypto. Um, and then finally, if you then find somewhere that, um, that is uh, um, too difficult for you, get to a point it's too difficult to get in a specialist, would you agree with that summary? Um, yeah, I think I think that's that's exactly it. It's it's you have to assume it's there. <clears throat> you, you you need specialized uh, uh, skills and services to track it down, um, and it just like any other you know non cash asset, its value is going to be dependent upon who wants to buy it, what the timing is, and you, you know it, it could it could greatly impact. Um, the results of a, of an insolvency uh, if if you don't time it correctly. Got anything else you want to add, John? You know, one of the things we didn't get into today, we talked about in the first session, is you know the the complication of following the breadcrumb trail. Um, you know, especially if it's a, a you know a sophisticated user of the cryptocurrency where they're they're putting it into tumblers or they're moving the currency frequently um, or you know they're day trading the currency in the organization. If you're accounting, if the accounting department in the organization is day trading it, um, that sort of thing. That's where you know the the trails and unwinding it can get super complicated. And you know, really, really, you know, I, I advise highly make sure you've got a a really thorough, keen professional that can that really understands the cryptocurrency activity. Oh, absolutely. It's been great to talk to you. And thanks so, so much for all your help um, and discussing this. And I'm sure everybody who's listened to this is going to find it really, really useful. I, I was thinking that maybe we put together a help sheet that will help people listening, sort of the sort of things to look for. Do you think we can do that for everyone and send it, um, perhaps put it on the website? Sure. Yeah, yeah so, sounds like a yeah. good idea. Great. That's brilliant. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Nice to see you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. If you want to get in touch with either John or Vinny to discuss these issues further, they can both be found on LinkedIn. This podcast was brought to you by the Nexia Turnaround Restructuring and Insolvency Business Group. The group was formed to bring together financial, legal and operational expertise from across the Nexia network to support global clients and international business at times of operational challenges and financial distress. If you want to get in touch with any of our speakers, then please click the link accompanying this podcast or visit the Nexia website. All views expressed in this podcast are individual opinions and do not constitute professional advice. You're advised to seek professional advice if you want to see how an issue applies to your own situation.